Hey guys, it's Lisa. Rachel and I are back on the podcast today to talk about fashion and our faith in God. Hello friends. <laughs> in today's part two episode, we're going to continue our discussion about our journey from sin to freedom, and we're finally going to answer the cliffhanger of a question we posed last week. And the stuff we're going to talk about today is so delicious, isn't it, Rachel? Yes, it is. Full of hope. <laughs> Our goal on this podcast is to add value to your life with a joyful discussion about our faith in God and hopefully leave you as a happier human. We upload a new episode every Wednesday, Lord willing, so hopefully you can stream us to wherever you are and we can help get you through your midweek grind. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fashioned by Faith Podcast and join the discussion in our Facebook group called Fashioned by Faith. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. <laughs> Happy podcast day, Rachel. Happy podcast day. So glad that we're here together again. Oh, Especially too. with that cold. I know. On. It's it's still, I'm yes. still a little sick. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> yes. And listeners, thank you for having us over to your place today. Um, when this podcast comes out, Rachel, it's going to be Wednesday, December 4th. Mm -hmm. And I was so surprised to discover that is the feast of St. John Damascene, maybe? That's the uh, the guy whose quote I referenced in the Art of Dying Well episode. So yes, how fun. That is so fun. It was meant to be. Yeah. And I got a second try at pronouncing his last name. And it is spelled D-A-M-A-S-C-E-N-E. -E. Mm -hmm. And so, now we can all look him up and refresh yeah. on the history. and <laughs> Yes, if needed. Maybe his miracles. I think that's always fascinating to do. Yeah. It's nice to know another person in heaven. Just learn. It absolutely is. Them. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Rachel, how was your week? It has been an incredible week. It yeah. has been so full of love and cooking and mm -hmm. family being here. Uh, Thanksgiving will have come and gone, you know, when, when um, everybody hears this podcast. So we had the most incredible mm. Thanksgiving. Good. I'm really excited about that. Um, the food, we, we hosted it here. And you, you did. And we did. And you know how the pressure is on, mm -hmm. you know, when you're going to cook, even though others brought some dishes too, but we made the turkey and, you know, a fair number of the sides. And the pressure is on. You do not want to get it wrong, but I just felt so blessed, like, mm -hmm. between my husband and me just working together as a, as a team. Yeah. We were ready for dinner maybe like 45 minutes or half an hour ahead of schedule. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, oh, my goodness, That's what a great. grace. Because... It's hard. Yes. So, Coordinating the timing of different foods coming out and all being hot together is very challenging. It's very challenging. <laughs> I just reflect on that and appreciate the mothers and grandmothers before us who just kind of had it down and yeah. didn't complain about it. And like, wow, this is this is tricky business. So yeah. I felt really, we had a wonderful time. My aunt came and I mean, it was just so fun. Oh, I'm so glad. How was yours? It was great. You know, um, this was so nice because we had both Michael's and my side of the family together, like his parents, my parents. It was really cool. And we actually chose to go out to eat this year. We have done that a couple of times. Neat. It's just kind of easier on everybody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it was, you know, Thanksgiving with all of our loved ones. It was great, or most of our loved ones. And then um, we were up early on Black Friday okay, yep. for shopping with Michael's parents because oh, they came out here. That's such a – it's always an adventure. Like, all right, oh, come on, guys. It was. Let's it was go. such an adventure. I loved it. Like, when you say early, do you mean, like, it's still dark out early? Or do you mean, like – You know what? I should clarify. I guess we our alarms went off at, like, 730. Okay. Well, that's still, you know, for the day after Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving. That's, yeah. That's chill. <laughs> we were kind of rushing around. The hustle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got out the door at like nine, so. Not bad. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. So that's, that's, that can be tough on a, on a day you have off, you but know, Definitely. Right? <laughs> and with the kids too. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And we, we just went shopping, and oh, uh, we actually went to, um, we shopped with the two brands that I've worked with on my YouTube channel, so nice. that was fun to like bring family in and show oh, them everything, definitely. and everybody got a little something, and, and then spontaneously, this was so cool, um, mom and dad had booked a hotel nearby, and came to find out that there was going to be a tree lighting ceremony oh. in the downtown square of the oh, city, love it. and so we went there, and there was like live music outside, and oh, it was just so much fun. Then the tree was lit. There was hot chocolate and you know hot cider and all this loveliness. I love it. And then afterwards, you know, the crowd like disperses, and we're like, oh, we gotta go get dinner. But all the restaurants were like booked because there oh, were sure. so many people, right? Yeah. So then we decided that we would just order takeout <laughs> and get room service and just hang out in their hotel oh, room. I love and so we did, and we watched Christmas movies. It oh was, my goodness! It was Come on, fun. Now. it's just so many quintessential perfect experiences, and we could have never planned it. So. I love that so much. Um, there's something about being out in town or being downtown that's just so fun. Yeah. And we did a spur of the moment thing this morning because my brother is a musician. He plays jazz. He's a um, upright bassist, oh, that's and so, cool. so he just I found out last night that he was going to be playing also downtown oh. at a market and so it was totally packed like was it up said. on a loft that he performed it was yes it was yes yes in I like a balcony sort of area yes. yeah so and then the people are shopping down below down below oh, how cool and you have this view of the market and all the different yes. stands and stuff oh. so i took the kids and kind of like what you said about black friday just we couldn't have planned it. It was so fun. And to see the, you know, people getting excited about the season and being out. And there's yes. just that buzz. Wow. It was so fun. Now, was your brother performing with a band, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had okay. an ensemble. And wow. they were, honestly, I feel like, wow, pinch me. Because I am not a musician myself, even though, like, I'll play very basic stuff on the piano. Mm-hmm. But he's a professional. And he plays with incredible musicians. Wow. And I think... Like this, the solo, the singer that they had there too. Like it sounded like a CD was playing wait, in the background. Wait, which they were day incredible. was it again? This was this morning. Oh, this morning. Did they also yeah. play yesterday? He played with the same piano player and a different, I forget, maybe a trump, trumpet player. I yeah, forget there was who, but, brass. But because um, we today there. there was, but they oh. played at another restaurant. Yesterday. In the local area yesterday. Oh, okay. Because we were at that market. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. up on the loft, oh, there yeah. were some musicians playing, and it was wonderful. And there was some brass, you know, yes, stuff. Yep. And I just said to Michael, I was like, classy. it was so classy. And I said, oh, man, I wish this was like the soundtrack of my life. Right. Like, <laughs> That's exactly it. You just it feel like good. you could walk around with that. All day long. Saunter, just like being so happy, <laughs> almost like a Hallmark movie or something. Yeah, that <laughs> like, is great. Yeah. So lots oh, of good stuff. Fun. And isn't it fun that the holiday season is beginning yeah you know and i mean yeah. it, we're in it because of thanksgiving and sure just, it's fun we can now say merry christmas to people we can <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> although technically we should be saying happy advent right because it isn't christmas quite yet right and i'm sure you're having these conversations with your children too yeah. but you know this is advent so we're not going to just think christmas 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 right. we're going to think preparation for christmas exactly. and enjoying each one of the each days phase of, of it. advent exactly yeah. exactly and i got these fun star-shaped pillows that are wow. um like dark blue with gold on them but they're also star-shaped i got them at target so yeah. awesome in the dollar section so we're going to put them out for advent on Love the couch that. yes and my son is very eager for the tree to come out 
but I said, no, we're going to do the Advent wreath first. So no, kind of trying to make them wait. So. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Savor everything. Yeah. <laughs> so Rachel, are you ready to get into part two of our journey from yes. uh, sin to freedom? Yes. Let's continue on from where we left off. All right. All right. So last time we had talked about when we are in a state of mortal sin, we had first talked about how do we know? And then when we know that we are, what happens next? Mm -hmm. How does one get out of the state of being when we are in a state of mortal sin? Yeah. Well, the great news is this. Grace is always available to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Just because the life of grace has been destroyed in my soul from a mortal sin does not mean that grace is not accessible to me at any time. You know, Mm -hmm. like the Holy Spirit can inspire a soul to seek God's forgiveness and amend his ways. You know, even the desire, Rachel, to go to confession is God's grace working in my heart, right? Absolutely. And the desire to pray even is God's grace working on me. Do we ever think about that? Do you ever, like when you have that urge to pray, And you think back like, that just came from God. Yeah. Like that thought was prompted by God. All good things come from him, right? Right. And even the fact that I might feel bad about my sin is God's grace working Mm -hmm. in me. So, you know, so whether we're deeply wounded by many venial sins or whether we're hurt and destroyed by mortal sins, no one is beyond the reach of God's grace. And that brings me such comfort. Right. No matter what, we can always come back to God. It doesn't matter what your life has been. Yes. Right. So, and, and I just feel, you know, go to confession, lay your sins down at the foot of the priest that represents Jesus at that moment. Because Jesus Christ, he forgives our sins. He raises us back up and, you know, he restores our proper relationship with him. Yes. And there, again, is that, that freedom that mm. since God is our father and he loves us, we can be restored. Yes, and praise freedom God. freedom in that. Praise God. Yeah. And, you know, I feel, Rachel, like some people who aren't Catholic may ask, you know, can't God himself just forgive me of my sins? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to go to a priest for that? And I feel like the sacrament of confession gives us the assurance of God's forgiveness. Right. Right. And we receive counsel Mm -hmm. from the priest with an act of penance to amend our ways. Um, You know, but God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. He's not bound by the sacraments. sacraments. Exactly. Yes, I've heard that so many times. So like the thief on the cross, he could directly forgive in that moment, you know, before his death. So he can. Yeah, he could do anything. But, you know, with um, what God, what Christ left before he left this earth. Yeah, what the powers he gave the church. That's right. You know, and with that, the assurance that we know when we hear the priest say, and you are absolved of your sins, mm. that is a very powerful thing to hear. Mm-hmm. And I can say from my own experience, because I've lived in both worlds, mm. um, while it can be difficult if you think, oh, I might have to wait a few days to go to confession, and I wish I could confess my sins right now. Well, first mm. of all, we can. We mm. do. We can pray to God directly. But True. when I then can go to confession, hearing those words and knowing I am as white as snow is such an incredible feeling that God allows us to have by hearing that 
absolution. You're right. And just to clarify for our listeners, when you said both worlds, you mean (laughs) being Catholic and formerly not being Catholic. Yes. Very good Mm -hmm. point. Thank you for helping me to clarify that. Just in case there was any new listeners. Sure. I had uh, grown up Presbyterian and then I became Catholic a number of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So, So confession being newer to me, as a in sacrament. That sense, as a yeah. sacrament, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think something that is so beautiful and brings me such comfort, Rachel, is that confession is a valid sacrament whether you confess with perfect contrition, which would be, you know, being motivated by love of God and a desire to be united with Him, or imperfect contrition, which would be being motivated by, you know, the fear of hell. Right. So confessing our sins to a priest who stands for Jesus at that moment is an apology to God with a desire to amend our ways. And I feel like the desire to amend and change our ways is a big component of true confession, true contrition. True contrition. I would fully, the word repentance means turning away from. Mm. So going into the confessional, truly being sorry and contrite for those sins means that we are going to walk away truly trying to never do them again. Yeah. Even if we do stumble again, we are trying and and we're resolving to not have that be a part of our life to the best of our ability. Right. And contrition is such, um, it's, I almost feel like it's a virtue Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. sometimes during our night prayer, we will uh, take the time to, you know, pray for each of our children out loud and, you know, say what we appreciate in their day that they've done or whatever. And I've been trying to focus on just contrition. Like, you know, we appreciate, you know, that our children feel contrite when they've done something wrong. That's such a beautiful thing to appreciate. It absolutely is. It's not going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Somebody can say the words, but when they really feel it and they mean it and they feel that sorrow, that is, it's a grace. It is a a grace. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Definitely. Oh, that's why they say tears of contrition are such mm. a, a positive. If someone is crying in their contrition, mm. it could mean that it's showing the the depth of their sorrow. Oh yes, I, I forget exactly what's that called, what that is called, but I've read that before. Mm. Something about the tears of contrition. Wow, yeah, wow. So yeah, go to confession is yeah. basically <laughs> a wonderful thing. Confession is a sacrament of mercy, and you know it's always time to be forgiven. It's it's time to be back in relationship with the God who loves us. It's time to move on to the better life, you know, that God calls us to. Mm-hmm. And when we go to confession, it's extremely important to confess and necessary to confess our mortal sins. But also, let's say someone has not committed any mortal sins, going to confess venial sins mm-hmm. is so healthy for the soul as well. For and the still necessary. Right, mm-hmm. especially since the church um, recommends or requires that we go at least once a year. Yeah. But it's very healthy for the soul to go more frequently mm-hmm. than that. So mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's on our hearts, what's on our conscience, mm-hmm. it is so good for us to go and confess that to the priest. You're so right. Mm-hmm. And what about if anybody feels any fear at this point in our discussion, Rachel, as we've talked about mortal sin and things like that. Right. Do you have any words of comfort for anyone who might feel that way? Sure. Um, I can, it's funny about this idea of sympathizing. I can sympathize with the idea of fear because the idea that a sin can cut us off from God is is a scary, very scary thought because we don't want to be cut off from Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. So it could be maybe for me, easy to think, oh no, what about that sin or what about that sin? But if we look in scripture, there's some deep comfort that we find. Mm. Um, One, 
uh, one verse is from Hebrews. It's Hebrews 4.15. It's about how our high priest sympathizes with our weaknesses. Mm. He sympathizes because he became human yeah. and he was tempted in every single way that we were tempted, of course, yet without sin. So he, he sympathizes with our concupiscence, and that mm. word means our propensity to sin. Mm. He sympathizes with it, yet he does not. He did not sin and we ought not to sin, but he doesn't cast us aside like, yeah. oh, you know, he, so he sympathizes. And then in Romans eight twenty six, it talks about the Holy Spirit also. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Um, in uh, multiple areas in scripture, the Holy Spirit is spoken about as the helper. Mm-hmm. So if we're worried about the sins we have committed or falling into different sins, mm-hmm. we can take a step back and look at the whole picture globally that God is our Father. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is our helper. Our Jesus, advocate. I've heard it yes, also called as the advocate. advocate. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's scripture that says in, in hard times, he will pray for us and mm-hmm. groaning, pray for us, you know, with groanings that we have not even uttered. Mm-hmm. And we need to think about all that and take a step back knowing that God in his love for us wants us to succeed yeah you know he um he wants us to so just mm-hmm. a couple other ones that are just so amazing i have mm-hmm. to read them please do first first <laughs> peter 5 7 talks about casting your anxieties mm. on him because mm. he cares for you mm. so anxieties may be around our sins whatever um and then in the old testament psalm 55 22 cast your burdens on the lord and he will sustain you he will never per- permit the righteous to be moved so if we want to be righteous, if we're on the trajectory of trying to be righteous, again, we can take comfort in the advocate, in, in yes. our helper, in our father, yes. that we he will help us succeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. You're so right. And you know, scripture is full of messages proclaiming God's love for us and our participation in that love. Yes. And, you know, we've talked a lot about sin and how sin can separate us from God. But now let's talk a little bit about how acts of love, you know, you spoke about how God loves us, how he shows us his love. Let's talk now about how our acts of love can draw us closer to God, specifically through sacrifices. I love this. I want to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And so a sacrifice would be tell me if you agree with this Rachel like the giving up of pleasurable things even if they're good mm-hmm. as kind of like an act of love for God or even as a prayerful act of love for another person would you agree I would and okay. I will say that it took my mind a while like over the years to really um, grasp this or because it's a little bit of a different paradigm you might think of sacrifices oh I won't eat this food because I'm going to give it to my child something mm. really direct okay. but in the process of becoming detached from things that would otherwise be good, it is showing love to God because it's showing God, I love you more than this thing in mm, front of me. Yes. So just thinking about how does that work? But that sacrifice, that detachment does show, God, you're the greater good, yeah. and I'm willing to say no to this other good and exercise that muscle. Yes, it is exercising a muscle. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And doing sacrifices helps us develop virtues like you know like self-control and temperance and detachment so like it's almost like sacrifices are going to strengthen that muscle to develop all of the virtues yes and I don't know and you know sometimes when we grapple with with things like how to be holy you know but how to be receptive to God's mercy we can think of it as an invitation from God to either accept 
or deny an opportunity to sacrifice for him. Right, right, right. So sometimes I think God places these things on our hearts and it's an invitation to kind of move forward in holiness. Yeah. Or conversely, you know, pass on the opportunity and then kind of stagnate on our journey. Right. And it's interesting if you talk to any one person because their focus might be different. What God has laid upon upon their heart might Mm. be different, you know? Yes. And that's part of... And what they need to sacrifice. And what they need to sacrifice. Mm. For someone, it might be food related. For another, it might yes. be other other objects or whatever. Yes. How they t- spend their time. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of St. Therese, the little flower. Yes. Uh-huh. I love her. And <laughs> I was I, just listening to her um, her autobiography last night. No way. I was. Story of a Soul. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you, this is your first time through it? Um, I've read excerpts from it. Okay. This is my first time just listening to the Wonderful. whole thing it's on librivox okay if anyone wants to listen to it for free because it's in the public domain oh, wonderful. so i was delighted when i found it so anyway yes oh i need to do that i've read it i've read the yeah, text you've read it yeah and i highlighted like the yes. entire book it was so good yes so so good and one of the things that i loved reading was how she used to avoid putting butter on her bread. Yeah. Just something as simple as that. As an act of love, she wanted to offer up that pleasure for love of Jesus. And it's not that putting butter on her bread would have been sinful. Right. But it's not that God was forcing her to not put butter on her bread. And nor does it mean he requires the next person to not put butter on their bread. That's true. But. That's true. But for the way little Therese's heart was, the way, you know, kind of like her personal charism, the way it was shaped spiritually inside, whatever, she saw that as an opportunity to do a sacrificial act of love for God. And she took that invitation and she withheld butter on her bread. So sometimes I think, you know, I don't, it doesn't often come into my mind to avoid the butter on my bread. But if it does at that moment when I'm reaching for the butter and I think, oh, you know what? I could offer this up. Then I try to think that might be my invitation, right. my subtle invitation from our Lord yes. to, you know what, hold off on the butter. Don't tell anybody what you're doing, but just, you know, eat the bread without right. the butter. Right, right, <laughs> and just And just go with that. I think it's important, too, to discern the voices. Mm. I, I, that sounds funny, the voices in our head. To discern <laughs> um, the thoughts that we have. It could be the invitation if we have that thought really often mm. we could think should i never eat butter again i mean i'm mm. i'm talking from kind of an intense place not everybody would think that <laughs> way but to discern sometimes butter is good and other times in your intuition you know this is a good time mm-hmm. you know to make that the sacrifice but to not, to know there's an appropriate time for sacrifice and there's an appropriate time for celebrating. Right. And I feel like as Catholics, we're either feasting or we're fasting. It's, it's kind of like one or the other. And it, you know, goes with the liturgical calendar, you know, whether it's a feast day or something, but you know, we can appreciate both when we have both. Yes. Right. And that's so, it's so joyous from God that we can appreciate both. Yes. Yes. We must find joy in both. Right. And sometimes I will feel like, um, you know, like maybe I'll reach for a cookie at home, right? Yeah. And sometimes I will maybe feel God say, you know what, could you hold off on that cookie just because remember you're praying for these individuals, blah, blah, blah. And I'll think, oh, you know what, you're right. And I'll put that cookie back. Of course, I guess you're not supposed to put food back after you've touched it. <laughs> but it's okay in your own house. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I'll try to, you know, delay that gratification, if you yeah, will. And that's yeah. a good practice, right? Certainly. In in my spiritual strengthening, hopefully. And then maybe a couple hours later, I might come back and I might want that cookie and maybe God will say no again. And then maybe a few hours later, I'll come back 
and I'll feel like, go ahead. And then at that moment when I eat that cookie, I feel like I have an obligation to praise God through the enjoyment of that cookie, saying, you know, Lord, thank you for my taste buds. Thank you that I can enjoy this delicious cookie, you know, and and just praise him through that moment. So it's not that that cookie is sinful or not sinful. It's neutral. Right. And it's not a sin to eat a cookie here or there or not. Right. But rather, I'm taking the eating of a cookie and I'm making it something. I'm either making it a loving sacrifice or I'm making it sort of like a feast in which I praise the Lord for his goodness. There's such beauty in that. And then it reminds me of scripture when it, I forget the exact reference, but um, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Mm, You know, it's that same idea of if it's something we're enjoying, praise him. It's to his glory. And we're grateful. This is true. Yeah. I'll just throw in another example that I heard from um, another woman who had a podcast that I was listening to. She talked about having her espresso in the morning. She... It was her um, conviction to not have her espresso until she had said her prayers, even oh. though and the next person may go have the espresso first and then get settled and say prayers or whatever. Sure. But she just it felt it was for so her. strong in her spirit, and I yeah. I thought that I love to hear that to hear yeah. for each person uniquely like what is it that we want to yeah. go to God first before we enjoy? Yeah, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have learned so much from this discussion, Rachel. I know. So much hope. So much hope for us. Praise be to God. Yes. (laughs) Are you ready for the fashion confession? Okay. I am ready. (laughs) All right. So I'll give you a fashion confession of mine, Rachel. Yep. Have you heard of fashion tape? I love it. I'm assuming like what you would wear like to hold a dress up or yes. keep things in place yes, yes to keep a strap in place right. whatever to keep something closed yes i i love it you can get it like cvs whatever i forget the brand oh, nice but it's literally clear tape and yeah. it's just double-sided sticky yes. and it really comes it comes in a pinch so i always have it ready that is incredible i have never um thought to try it for different things but you're right having keeping things in place is really useful yeah like if you're annoyed that you know something keeps slipping right exactly use your fashion that's tape. cool i love that okay what about for you my fashion confession is ever since we did the episode on dressing up you know some months ago yeah um i have this different instances that have come up where I felt like I had to dress down or the kids had to dress down and it's just so funny to me it's like now that it's out there we need to dress down all the time (laughs) oh that's funny different things like oh this is the clothes we have available for church today I guess it's our nice denim today whatever (laughs) so um it makes me laugh because it's just the times we live in we still live in the times we live in which are more casual (laughs) and it is funny how just recording a podcast together we do think about what we say and it kind of like affects how we think later right right and then what we do later exactly yeah so I'm just like smiling to myself like ah, today's a casual day <laughs> <laughs> what's a fun fashion trend you've been observing and what are your thoughts on it Rachel okay see if you have observed this as well okay. so oversized collars on clothes oh, I'm boy. talking pilgrim sort of like big white collars um, I don't know if I have so I've seen that a lot it's like a flirty fun thing that people really like and I pause when I look at it because (laughs) a it kind of reminds me of a ballet costume that I had back when I was about 14 or so and I thought it was a little ridiculous at the time then just these really big bib like collars so I love the boldness of it and I I I have to get used to it maybe I don't know that I'm gonna go out and buy a, a blouse like that however it's really funky. Where have you seen it? Like in a magazine or like Yeah, in like like in articles where okay. um, people are really pushing the envelope, you know, more in cosmopolitan areas. Wow. So, yeah, like 
kind of suitable for this Thanksgiving time, like big pilgrimy kind of wow. colors. Do you think they're um, dickies where they're like fake? Like they don't, it's not like a shirt underneath. It's I, just like a collar only that you I believe on. it's the actual blouse that has oh, the big wow. collar on it. Neat. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, yeah. And the women wearing them, like they look really put together and stuff. But okay. yeah, I'm just like, oh, I have to think about that one. You surprised one. me with that. I'm going to have to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. See if it really trickles into our area or okay. not. <laughs> Next week, I'll come over with a big collar. I'll be, like, be like, you nailed it. That's it. <laughs> I'm right up to the minute. <laughs> you know, a trend that I've been observing that I find so funny, but I, I love it. So I don't think I've mentioned this yet on the podcast, but if I have, please stop me. I don't okay. want to repeat myself. But at school drop-off, did I tell you what I'm seeing at school drop-off? When I don't I... think so. Okay. So where I drop off our son to elementary school... A lot of the moms and dads are walking their children into school, mm-hmm. and all of them are carrying like glass mugs, like ceramic or glass mugs. Oh, funny! And it's so funny to me because it's like you know they have their hot coffee, and I'm so afraid everybody's gonna like spill or drop their mugs. True, <laughs> but there's no tumblers. There is no portable tumblers anywhere to be seen. Everybody is doing glass or ceramic or whatever. Like, like, I guess everybody's going right from their breakfast table yeah. to the car, and they're just taking their mug with them, and I think it's So hilarious. remind me if you said it. Are they driving or are they walking? They're walking at this they're point. They're walking. And that is interesting, because you'd think <clears> it could <throat> slosh out of the mug or whatever, but yes. it, it's okay. It they works. don't have plastic lids on top yeah. either. Um, and, you know, I should say, some of these people have driven to the parking lot, and then they're getting their children out of the parking yeah. lot and walking them with into their the mug. school. With their mugs. Yeah. And then others who haven't driven have maybe perhaps walked if they live nearby but that's still a distance and when you're yeah. kind of hustling to get to school sure and you've got a mug of coffee anyway so it's impressive the question remains have I done it yet yes and the answer is yes Yes, I knew you were gonna say yes <laughs> and my kids have like they're like mommy what are you doing and I'm like well, I'm, I'm trying do- something <laughs> exactly so like I'm walking with it and then inevitably like I have spilled it, and I'm just not so graceful, but I'm going to keep working on it. <laughs> See if you can perfect the technique. I'm sure it's all about how much is in the mug. You might and, be right. You know, it's yes. like halfway through breakfast that it's time to go <laughs> to school. Half the coffee, whatever. Yeah. The other people look very graceful, so I need to, I, I'll keep working on that. Yeah, that is so fascinating. <laughs> I think it's the phenomenon of school is in my backyard. Like, I'm comfortable here. I could practically wear my slippers to school. Like, we're a small community, and yeah. we're going to be comfortable. Maybe so. I love that. Maybe so. And there is there is a good vibe feeling when you're holding a mug yes. of something warm. Yeah. It does feel good, and it kind of brings an extension of your comfort of home yes. out into the world. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's a trend we like to see continue. Yeah, I'm okay with it. (laughs) Do you have any um, fashion frustrations, Rachel? Here is my fashion frustration. I have said to you all before that I love tunic-y, like um, slouchy kind of tops. Okay. And... I'm on the lookout for natural fiber tunicky tops. So when I find one, you know, I'll, I'll order it or whatever. The problem is so many of them, they're meant to be oversized, but okay. I'll get them here and I will swim in them like they're meant for mm. like a giant. I don't know. Yes. And I think maybe like a, a model, like someone who's way taller. Mm. I'm a I'm a short person and sometimes <laughs> I forget how short I am. So my fashion frustration is mm. finding just the right <laughs> size of an oversized tunic that is not oversized. Not for, so oversized. For someone who is of short stature oh, and are you looking at the size charts or oh and I yeah, yeah I mean you know I'll look at their sizing and I'll think oh this is 
this is probably it. it's the smallest one they have whatever but it's but so again when you're going oversized it's an art to it find is an art. what is going right. to suit your bone structure and yes. all that so, oh man yeah but i've had i'm working on it i'm having success eventually you know good you keep persisting and <laughs> pursuing right. that tunic. that's right you got it <laughs> what's your frustration so i have two okay um and they've they've been building for a long time mm-hmm. these frustrations okay yeah. the first frustration rachel is t-shirts where the biggest logo is on the back and not oh. the front and in the front you just get this measly little pocket with a small little thing <laughs> yes Maybe a little logo. But, like, the, all the fun is on the back of your shirt. Which and means I, when you look in the mirror, you don't even get to enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my frustration. I feel we need to, like, shift that paradigm as a culture. And we need to move the the screen printing from the sure. back of the t-shirt to the front. Definitely. Just get rid of the pocket. It's yeah. fine. We it, don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> we want pockets in our, like, skirts and dresses. Yes. We don't care about it on our shirt. No, we don't need it there. <laughs> skirts and dresses, yes. <laughs> And then to go with that frustration, same thing is happening with mugs, and it irritates me. Okay. So sometimes you'll see a mug where, now of course this depends if you're right or left-handed, but most people are right-handed. Right. But I've seen mugs where the pretty printing on the mug, or whatever the central focus is, is opposite side of you. So people looking at you might be able to enjoy. Yes. But you can't as the drinker of the mug. Like you're looking at the blank side and you're <laughs> feeling a little lonely. <laughs> so I either we have to do it on both sides. Yeah. Come on, mug makers. Both sides or Or become ambidextrous. One of the other. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> or that I can work on that too. So Oh my goodness. Did you achieve your goal from last week, Rachel? So I did to to a certain degree. It's always a work in progress. It was about showing gratitude and writing thank you notes and I was able to send some and I felt so Go happy ahead. to let these people know Aww. and it's I'm going to keep doing it. That's my continuing goal, goal. is to keep showing that gratitude okay. and send, telling people so that they know the thankfulness in my heart. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rachel, I can blame you for this. I did not <laughs> achieve my goal last week. Uh-oh. You haven't helped me braid my hair yet. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's fine. We got lost Life in the has, shuffle. I know. Life has gotten busy. I also have my friend, Abby. Shout out to you, Abby. Maybe she can teach me. Yes. But I have continued to do the like twist in yes. my hair only. Have not done the, the braiding. So um, it's still on the goal list. We will have a date and we will do that. <laughs> And your twist is so pretty. I love it. Oh, thanks. Yes. Um, although I do have a new goal for this week. Okay. Do you know when, when I want to know what I it do. is? I want to do long showers that are not rushed. Oh, yeah. Because I used to enjoy them all the time when I was in my 20s. And now it's like being a mom. Yeah. I get in the shower and somebody needs something. So I'm jumping out of the shower or whatever. Oh, yes. Interruption. Somebody has yes. to use the bathroom. Um, so my goal is to also not rush. Like sometimes I jump in the shower and I have to be out in five minutes. Like, no, no, no. So my goal is to schedule more time in the shower yes. and do it well. You know, maybe set the kids up with a yes. show or an activity. Here's some Play-Doh. Yeah, right. I'm going to go take a nice hot shower. You know where I am, but <laughs> this is where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. The intentionality and like the slowing down. Yeah. Self-care, to right? that is, will feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am excited for you for that. <laughs> Listeners, are you ready now for your holy homework? I want you to briefly reflect on a sin that is harming you in your personal life. I'm going to ask you some questions from a flowchart on sin to help you discern what to do about that sin. But the caveat is this. I'm not a priest. 
I'm not a theologian. <laughs> I'm not authorized to give spiritual direction either. <laughs> so I can't fully advise you here. Um, you know, but what I can hopefully do is inspire you to seek the counsel of a good and holy priest and truly discern the gravity of sin in your life because you know, I think context and intention always have to be considered. Right, that is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And here we are, friend to friend, discussing what can be helpful to one another as yeah. we think about growing in holiness. Right. That's the that's the goal. Yeah. So this is called the Mortal Sin Flowchart. I just found it online, honestly. And it starts like this. So the first question is, is what you are considering of grave matter? If the answer to that is no then what you are considering to do is a venial sin. But if it is yes, the next question to ask yourself is, do I know what I am considering to be wrong? So do I know that it is wrong? If the answer is no, if you didn't know it was wrong when you did it, whatever, then what you are considering to do is a venial sin. Um, if the answer to that question was yes, then the next question to ponder is, will I be willfully consenting to the act I am considering. I guess I guess this flowchart is sort of like before you've committed. Yeah, the... which is interesting because then if you're considering doing it, you probably want to not consider to just not do it. <laughs> right. However, that would be best. That would be best. But even if we think of it like maybe a sin you've already committed, yeah. even that's another way to think of it. Like, yeah. was it mortal or venial? Because if we're thinking about doing something, maybe we would want to end up not doing hopefully. it. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you're right. So maybe this is written in, in as if it's present tense you're considering, but perhaps we would more often use it as a past tense reflection. But yeah, I'll still yeah, need the questions as they are. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I like that. Mm -hmm. So like I said, the next question was, will I be willfully consenting to the act I am considering? If it is no, then what you are considering to do is a venial sin. If it is yes, the next question I have is, is the act that I am considering habitual? Mm -hmm. And I think the habitual factor, that question is probably there because of the possibility of a mental issue or an addiction. Mm -hmm. These are yeah. common things which people can experience. So if the answer is yes, um, it says here what you are considering to do is a venial sin. Um, if it is no to that question, then it says what you are considering to do is a mortal sin. Mm -hmm. So again, this is a flowchart completely absent of everybody's individual circumstance, right. individual condition. You know, that's why we need to seek out the guidance of a good and holy priest. But anyway, I thought the flowchart was an interesting way to kind of organize our thoughts or, or sure. think through things or right. like you said, an examination of conscience. But ultimately, you know, whether it comes out with this flowchart that you're considering a venial sin or a mortal sin, you go to confession. Go to confession anyhow, right. even if it's venial, because it's good for your soul's health, and his grace will give you strength through that. If it is a mortal sin, you know, if you really think, you know what, I think this is, go to confession immediately, or go as soon as possible. Allow God to restore your relationship with him. And, you know, God forbid you die before getting to confession. Remember that God knows your intention was to go. Mm -hmm. And there's great, great mercy in that. Right. So... 
All right. Are you ready for our three discussion questions, Rachel, that we're going to post? Yeah, let's post these. Okay, so these are going to go into our Facebook group, Fashioned by Faith. Look for us on there. And these are the three questions we want to hear our listeners' answers to. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the first question is, how often do you go to confession... And why do you like that frequency? Mm -hmm. And I will share on the Facebook group, maybe Rachel, you and I can jump in first and kind of share how often we go and why we like that. Um, The second question is, you know, sometimes when we go to confession, we might feel squeaky clean and joyful afterwards. And at other times, we may feel no change within us. So I would like to ask, what are your thoughts on the spiritual reality of confession versus the mental or emotional feelings we may be having at that moment. Sure. Because there can be a disparity there. Right. Not every confession will feel like a mountaintop experience. Yeah. Even if we are forgiven. So what about those feelings? Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear what people have to say about that. And then my third question is, if you are one of our Christian brothers or sisters who are not Catholic, I'd like to know how often do you confess your sins to God and do you do any penance to atone for your sins? I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that. Sure. We hope you'll continue the discussion of this topic with us in our group on Facebook. So please join us by searching for Fashioned by Faith. Both men and women are in our group. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fashioned by Faith Podcast. And know that we love to hear from our listeners. So you can either DM us on Instagram or email us at fashionedbyfaithpodcast at gmail.com. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Lisa. And bye to all of our friends. (laughs) And until then, stay true to the faith and keep growing in style.